Welcome back to the This Teacher Life Summer Replay episodes where all of June and all of July, the greatest episodes from season two are dropping again. So you can listen for the first time or listen for the next time because these episodes are just that good. They were the top downloaded, top listened to And you are the teachers who are making that success happen. This episode that I'm releasing today is titled Two Ideas That Answer the Big Question, How Are We Supposed to Balance All of the Teacher Things Right Now? It was originally released in October of 2020 when we were trying to figure out how in the hell we were supposed to do all of the things because it felt like all of the things were brand new and we were struggling. Things like all of the emails, all the video recordings, communicating with parents, grading work, the list is endless. And the reality is that list continues to be something that we have a hard time balancing. Time management, balancing the list, trying to figure out how we can finally say like, oh my gosh, my to-do list is empty, which is not even a freaking for real thing. But this summer, I think it will help if we just get some strategies in place that, that can help clear our teacher plates. And that's what this one is all about. Oh man, I'm, I just freaking love time management strategies and efficiency and habit stacking. And I think you're gonna love, love, love this episode. And maybe you're gonna love, love, love it while you're having a drink by the pool, okay. Time management, woof. If you are sitting here listening, thinking, I don't know how I can continue to do everything I'm doing and keep my sanity for the rest of the school year, teacher friend, listen to me. You are not alone. We are juggling like 97 things at once right now, and it is a lot. And so that brings us to the really important topic of this episode, time management. How can we do all of the things and be all of the things and be who we want to be as educators while still making sure that we're going to have hair at the end of this school year, or at least that our hair is going to still have some color and it's not going to be all gray. I am insanely excited to give you some practical, real life things that I use in my everyday life that help me manage all of the things. But before we get into that content, I want to share a five star review that was left on the Apple podcast app. It was a five star review titled Total teacher motivator. The the listener wrote, going into this school year was hard for me, but each week when I hear the This Teacher Life podcast, I feel so inspired to do more, work harder, and try new things. I know that I can learn and feel motivated just from listening. Thank you for being a ray of sunshine and rainbow for teachers everywhere. I love this podcast preach emoji. Thank you so much from the listener of the week, Tiptoes, who left that review. Guys, I have this maybe ambitious goal that before the end of 2020 that I get 
uh, 50 more reviews on the This Teacher Life podcast. Like I would love to just reach that goal. So I know that you guys are loving what I'm recording, that the time that I am putting into this is actually making a difference because that's exactly what we're talking about in this episode. Making sure that our time is being spent well and that it is paying off in the end. So I'm ready to go. Let's roll out this episode. There is awesome in every single school day. So here is the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities. Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. One big question that I get asked a lot is, Monica, how do you juggle everything that you do? Like, how does that even work? And they're like, you're a teacher, you're an author, you speak all the time, like sometimes even traveling like very far to make that happen. You also have a podcast, your social media, like how do you handle all of that? And the reality is, friends, we're all doing all of these things. We're all trying to manage being a teacher, but then also being a parent and being a teacher and also being a coach and being a parent and also also maybe be involved in the church and being a teacher and still like keeping our sanity and doing things that we enjoy. The reality is that every single one of us is managing madness, but how can we use time management to make sure that we are doing what's best for us, best for our students, best for our kids, best for like everyone around us? And so I want to dive into a couple of ideas that I use in my everyday life because I love time management. Like I love a calendar. I love productivity. I love being busy, but I also love not being busy. Like I'm a feast or famine kind of gal. And so I want to give you some maybe interesting insight in how I do manage all of this. And they're two just really big ideas that I know if they work in my life, they're going to totally work in your teacher life as well. All right, so the very first idea that I want to share is what I call Marathon Mondays. Now, if you follow me on particularly Instagram, but also on Twitter or on Facebook, you know that on Mondays I get insanely excited because I 
love Monday. I think there's so much power in a Monday. I think there's so much momentum to be built on a Monday. It's a new week. It's a fresh start. Like there's so much possibility that lays before us. I don't even know if it's lace. Maybe it's lies, but whatever. The point is, is that Monday can create so much power as we roll through the new week. So I guess maybe that's a tip within a tip. If you maybe are like, how was today? Well, it was a Monday. Can we just kind of make a pledge that we're going to rock a TGIM mentality? I think our mentality helps us manage our time. Let us not have cases of the Mondays anymore. I get that Mondays can be hard. I get that. But like, let's have a great mindset towards the start of a new week. And I think that helps when you have a marathon Monday. So what does that mean? What's a marathon Monday mean? Well, it's kind of like a real marathon. I've only run one real marathon in my life. Like one 26.2 mile race. It was terrible. Like I hated it. I hated most of it. I will never do it again. I'm glad I did it. Bucket list item, check. Marathon completes. But a marathon takes a ton of mental capacity. It's really not about being a good runner. It's about how mentally strong you are when everything hurts, when you want to quit, when you want to stop, when you think this is ridiculous. I don't want to be doing this anymore. I want to run a Monday like a marathon and not physically run. Here's what I mean by a marathon Monday. I stack my busiest day of the week purposefully to be on a Monday. Like if I have the opportunity to pick when I want to have the meeting, I want to have it on a Monday. If I want to pick what day of the week works best for you for a speaking event, Monday does. If I can get a dentist appointment in, you know what I want it? I want it on a Monday. Like I stack so many tasks on a Monday. Why? Because honestly, I'm most rejuvenated on a Monday. I um, have the most rest on the weekend. And so Monday, my body is slightly more prepared. It's not exhausted as much as what it could be later on in the week. So when do I have the most physical capacity? A Monday. So if that means I am teaching a full day, and then I'm coming home and doing a two-hour workshop. And then when that two-hour virtual workshop speaking event is done, I'm racing to go get my teeth cleaned. And then the moment that my teeth are clean, I'm coming home and I am starting to do a little book editing. And I spend an hour book editing. I take a break to do dinner with the fam. I do dinner with the fam. I record an episode of a podcast. And then I cut it all off by like 8 p.m. That's a marathon Monday. Your marathon Monday might look just completely different than that. You might have different tasks, different obligations, but the point is habit stacking on a Monday can be so powerful because you get your hardest day of the week out of the way at the very beginning of the week. I know that there are sometimes it's like, oh, Wednesday's going to be nuts or Thursday's going to be nuts or Friday's just bananas. And so all week long, you know what we do? We worry about Wednesday. 
or we dread Thursday or we freak out about Friday. Why ruin the whole week like that? Let's not do that. If we can get most of our big things done on a Monday, you know what we get to do? Taper. And if you're a runner, you understand that word taper. It's when you've hit your most miles that you're going to run during training. And then everything goes downhill after that. You start running less and less and less miles. If you can taper your work week, it puts you in such a great frame of mind. Marathon Monday is hard. It makes Monday really, really difficult. It makes Monday truly a marathon of crazy. But do you know how good it feels on Monday night to rest my head on the pillow and think, yo, it's all downhill from here. Downhill meaning actually uphill. Like everything is going to feel a little less hard now this week because we got so much accomplished on a Monday. It actually creates exactly what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. It creates Monday momentum. Gets you excited for Tuesday and excited for Wednesday. Now, I understand that that might be the polar opposite of how you currently manage your time. So that transition might be difficult and you might need to baby step into mini marathon Mondays. Like maybe you need to have a 5K Monday or a 10K Monday or a half marathon Monday. I get that and I totally think that it's a great idea. But if we can just mentally shift as teachers to just kind of bite it, like do it on a Monday, I think it puts us in such a great mood for the rest of the week. And that pays off for ourselves, for our students, and for our families. I wanted to take a hot second to let you know about a really, really amazing free opportunity for teachers like you who are absolutely crushing it this school year. A few years ago, I wrote a book called Crushing It for Kids. And it is about five things that we can do as teachers that are simple but significant that can help us crush it in the classroom. And as a special way to say thank you so much for being a teacher in the year 2020, I have taken that book and I have converted it into a PDF digital copy that I am giving away for free to every single teacher out there who wants it. I wanna give you this free gift to say, thank you for being a teacher, thank you for being awesome, thank you for doing what we do even when it's really, really hard. I want you to snatch up this free digital copy. You can go to the bit.ly link bit.ly forward slash Monica Genta to claim your completely free digital copy of Crushing It For Kids. If you haven't snatched it up yet, oh, teacher friend, you're gonna want to do that. Again, it's completely free. I will put the link in the show notes for your direct access, but it's bit.ly forward slash Monica Genta. Head on over and claim your free copy of Crushing It For Kids because that's exactly what you are doing, crushing it. All right, so I promised two really big, awesome ideas on time management. And we tackled our first one with Marathon Mondays. But I want to get into this next one. 
And it's super simple. I call it one big thing. Here's what I mean by one big thing. After you have had your Monday marathon, that still leaves Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of the work week. So the big question is, now that you're ready to like taper and to do other things because you've tackled so much on a Monday, I want us to start being very aware of not having every day of the week be a marathon day. What I mean by this, you've all experienced it, I've experienced it, I'm guilty for sure, is we say that we are going to do all of these things on Tuesday. We're like, okay, on Tuesday, you know what I'm going to do on Tuesday? I'm going to grade, I'm going to get all caught up on grading, I'm going to do all of my planning, I am going to answer all of those emails, I'm going to make all my parent calls, we're going to do, I'm going to do all of that on Tuesday. But you've already had that marathon Monday. So then Tuesday rolls around and you look at your to-do list and you're like, gross. I don't want to do any of that. So you know what we do instead? We binge watch the Netflix. And then we're like, I'll do that all Wednesday. And then we get to Wednesday and we see that list and we're like, okay, I got to grade everything. I got to call all the parents. I got to answer all the emails. I got to do all my planning. And it's Wednesday. And you're like, oh, gross. No, I just want to like, I want to take a bath and I want to like just chill. So you know what you do on Wednesday? None of it. And what happens is because we have already crushed our first day of the week, all of a sudden we don't want the rest of the week to be like that. And so we go from having this massive to-do list to we don't do anything. And so we've all found ourselves in this trap I know a lot of teachers, DM me if you are guilty of this, do this on a Sunday, right? You save everything to a Sunday, which is supposed to be our day of rest. And we say we're going to do it on a Sunday and all day long on a Sunday, we don't open our teacher bag, we're hanging out, we're watching football, we're going for walks, we're sleeping in. And then at 10 p.m. on Sunday night, we're like, holy shit, I got to get this together. And then we're so frustrated and exhausted and in panic mode and been procrastinating that all of that to-do list ends up just mounting up. So what if instead of doing that, after we've tackled those major tasks and had our marathon Monday, What if on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we picked one big thing? Just one. Just one thing. That might take an hour or two. It might. But we do one. And so when we look at our to-do list, we see one thing, not 17 things. If we see one thing on a to-do list, we feel inspired to actually do that so we can cross it off. So I actually want to share with you my one big thing that I do on most weeks. Of course, this could change, but this is my typical one big thing. I have my marathon Monday, and then on Tuesday, you know what I do? I tackle those emails, right? If I know that I need to uh, talk to a lot of parents or I need to get some emails out to the staff, or maybe you're on my email list and I have an idea that I want to send out to you, I schedule and write all emails, Now, that doesn't mean necessarily I'm sending them on Tuesday, but I write all of my emails on Tuesdays. In fact, like my newsletter that goes out to parents on Fridays at 3 p.m., you know when I write that? Tuesday. I schedule that email. I'm all about the scheduling the email life. So I think that's really cool. I also schedule emails 
and tackle those emails that might have piled up from my marathon Monday. I like to have a clear inbox. And so if on Marathon Monday, I'm not answering emails, that means on Tuesday, I'm going to tackle that. So my Tuesday task, email. My Wednesday task, plan. Plan for the week ahead. I used to be a month-long planner. But in the year 2020, I quickly realized that that's not going to fly right now. So on Wednesday, I plan for one week in advance. I plan for the next week. So Monday through Friday of the next week, what are my plans for my classes? I teach three different classes, so I plan all three of those. Now, I'm not creating documents and stuff like that. I'm simply planning on Wednesday. That's my one big thing. Thursday, I take those plans that I made And on Thursday, I create the documents or the digital resources or the supplemental things or I find the YouTube video that I need. I do all those other things that connect to the plan on Thursday. All right? So anything that I'm going to need to teach next week outside of just my brain and my charming personality with students, like what am I going to need in order to teach killer lessons? Maybe I'm making a slide deck. Maybe I'm making a Google Doc. Maybe I'm finding a YouTube video. Maybe I'm recording a YouTube video. Like I go and do that on Thursday. One thing, documents. Finally on Friday, I grade. Friday is the only day of the week that I grade on purpose, okay? So the way that my classroom is set up and maybe you've experienced this this week or this year as well, is that we might have a due date, but because of technical issues or Wi-Fi problems or attendance or like students in quarantine, you might have an assignment that's due on Tuesday, but literally half of your kids turn it in. So that means on Tuesday you grade half, and then on Wednesday you get three more of those assignments. And then on Thursday, you get five more of those and you're wasting so much time switching tasks. Friday is kind of my internal deadline of if something was due on Tuesday, I'm going to have at least most of my kids have that turned in by Friday. So on Friday, my one big thing is grading. That's what's up. Like that's what I dedicate Friday to. Now, sometimes these tasks take 30 minutes. And when I'm done with that, I'm like, boom, that's my one big thing. I might have micro tasks that I then tackle, but I always tackle the one big thing first. Some people call this biting the bullet. Some people call this eating the frog. I don't care what you call it. I like call it like get the damn thing done. All right. The one big thing, like get it done. And once it's done, Sometimes I have momentum to keep going on the micro tasks and other times I'm like, nope, I'm done for today. Guys, these time management strategies are so stinking simple, but are absolute game changers when it comes to my mindset, when it comes to my momentum, when it comes to like my mental well-being. I think time management is one of these things where we think we need like color coordinated post-it notes and like a different calendar for everything. I love a post-it note and a calendar. But I think when it comes to time management, the most important thing is our dedication to saying, I'm gonna do it. 
So I want you to at least try it. I want you maybe next week to say, I'm going to at least attempt the marathon Monday and know that you're going to be freaking exhausted on Monday. But then all you have to worry about for the rest of the week is that one big thing. And start with that one big thing. Tackle those and it feels so good. Oh, does it feel good to grab a Sharpie or a dry erase marker and erase that off the whiteboard or cross that off multiple times on your to-do list. Like, it feels so good to do that. And I don't want you stressing out on a Sunday anymore. I don't want you freaking out on a Friday anymore. I want us to win the week every week. And I think with some very simple time management strategies, we as teachers can totally do that. I genuinely hope that you have enjoyed this episode. I know that there's a lot of time management books and podcasts and blogs out there, but I hope there was something different that you heard in this one that was presented in a different way that like totally resonated with you. It is for real my hope and prayer that as we are juggling everything and wearing so many hats that none of us get to the point where we are not bending, therefore we're breaking. I don't want this year to break any of us. It is okay to have a little bit of flexibility in our schedule and still keep these time management strategies in place. In fact, if you heard this episode and you thought, I have a friend who would love this. I got a teacher BFF who who is looking for something like this. Your educator pals might be like just needing this in their life as well. Like they need this in their teacher life. Why don't you send them a link to this or send them a screenshot or, or share this on your Facebook or your Instagram or your Twitter feed and let your teacher population, your teacher community know that like we can totally do this. We can be all of those things that we want to be and need to be and we can still totally live this amazing teacher life.